Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do care about the Green Bay Packers, and we don't care about anything else. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. Today, we are going to be doing a couple of things. First, we are going to be discussing a little bit of news. And then, as I said I would be doing for the next six episodes, we're going to jump into the position groups that the Packers need to upgrade. But first, of course, the news. First of all, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Rodgers has not yet begun his darkness retreat. That means He's not going to be making his decision in the next four days. I wouldn't hold your breath on that because I I have no idea when he'll do it. So I would just, you know, wait until free agency begins, expect him to make it before then. And if you wake up one morning and it says Aaron Rodgers is not retiring and X is happening with him, then you can be happy and you can be happy that most of the drama's over. But as we all know, all of the trade news around him doesn't mean much. So... I've got nothing more to say there. I don't want to waste any time there. Now, the second bit of news is that yesterday was Valentine's Day. And, well, first of all, I hope that your day was filled with love as visions of Jordan danced around in your head. See what I did there? But up little bit of a wordplay there. And in honor of Valentine's Day, I want to do something, as you can probably tell by the title of this episode, that relates to the Packers, and I want to talk about a player, a Green Bay Packers player, that deserves more love than he's getting, and that player is going to be the one, the only, the David Bakhtiari. Yes, David Bakhtiari, he's had a tough past two or three years. He tore his ACL on New Year's Eve in 2020, which, by the way, terrible day to, or Eve, to tear your ACL on. Just a miserable day. You can't go out and have fun that night or anything. Just stuck in the hospital. But he tore his ACL on New Year's Eve in 2020, and he really struggled with that injury through 2021, where he had his first surgery, of course, as as one does after they tear their ACL. And Going into the 2021 season, David Bakhtiari was put on the PUP list, and no one was shocked by this. People expected him, you know, he'll be off week seven or eight, and things will all be good. And indeed, he was off the PUP list around week seven. He was active. He began practicing. But he struggled, and we didn't really know this at the time, but he struggled with fluid in his knee, and we learned that he had had another surgery, you know, around week 13 or 12, we had learned that he'd had another surgery on his knee. Luckily, he seemed to be recovering well from that. He returned to practice week 15 or so, and then he was apparently healthy enough to play in a week 18 game against the Detroit Lions. However, that game clearly showed that his knee was not ready as sort of the fluid nightmare came back. It returned, and it turned out that that second surgery hadn't done as much as we thought it had done, and he couldn't play in the divisional round against the 49ers. As we all know, the Packers lost that game in miserable fashion. If you want to listen to a miserable me, you can go back and listen to the episode I recorded after the, the divisional round last year. I wouldn't recommend it, but 
you can do it. Um, but we we just sort of assume that rest over the offseason would help. We know he had that first surgery right after he tore his ACL. He'd had rest. He'd gone on the PUP. He'd come off. He had a fluid issue. He had surgery on it, but the surgery didn't totally remove the fluid issue. So, And he told this to Cheesehead TV in an exclusive interview, interview with Aaron Nagler, which I recommend that you guys all go read. He talked about the fluid issue and he said that rest over the offseason would help so we sort of all assume that you know he'd get some rest over the offseason he'd be back and ready however he came into 22 2022 and he was put on the pup list and that was when when goody talked where we or maybe it was matt i don't remember who said it but we learned then that he'd had yet another surgery just a total total nightmare not only had rest not helped, but it had gotten to the point where he needed to have a third surgery to fully repair his knee. They cleaned up more things, and the hope was that then things would go better. And he was on PUP for maybe four weeks, three weeks of training camp, but he was active towards the end, and he began practicing. And he practiced for some of week one, and he practiced for some of week two, and then in week three, we saw players getting off the plane or getting on the plane with Bakhtiari shirts. And we thought, could this be the start of something? And oh baby, you better believe that it was the start of something because he came back in week three against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he did not look back. He didn't miss a single beat from a pass blocking standpoint. In fact, he shut down pretty much every edge rusher that he went against. He shut down Micah Parsons in week 10 against the Cowboys and that was really fun I was in attendance for that because I watched Micah Parsons sink back to his little off-ball linebacker play where he went from trying to get after the quarterback to chasing down Aaron Jones because Bakhtiari publicly shamed and humiliated him David Bakhtiari also shut down Zadarius Smith Zadarius Smith probably thought huh we're gonna get to play the Packers again I'm gonna have a little ball like I did in week one and Bakhtiari said, no, 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 not today, because Zedarius got shut down. Bakhtiari just annihilated people from a pass-blocking standpoint. It was so fun to watch. And his run blocking, while perhaps not at pre-injury levels, was also a significant improvement over Tom and Nyman, who had played left tackle in Bakhtiari's absence. Bakhtiari, he's, he's very good on general runs, you know, counter, inside zone, whatever, what have you. But when you get Bakhtiari in space... That's when things become extremely dangerous for the opponents. Of course, on sweeps, for example, Bakhtiari gets outside and he just absolutely mauls people. You get him running down the field next to Aaron Jones, keeping pace with Aaron Jones, I might add, and him just trucking fools out of the way. It is so unbelievably impressive to watch. He is so good in both the run game and the pass game to the point where... I think he's the best player on the Packers offense. He lets the offense just kind of drop back, leave him on an island, and say, hey, hey man, I got this. I'm going to shut down whoever's against me. They can run with him and Elton, basically any run concept behind those two because the Packers know that the that the combination of Elton and Bakhtiari are going to dominate. It may not be flashy. It may not be sexy. But my God, it is so, so, so so important so David Bakhtiari deserves everything that he gets he deserves more than everything that he gets and to anyone who has said 
or even suggested that the Packers need to move on from him, you don't move on from Hall of Fame caliber players. And that is what David Bakhtiari is. And he means so much to this Packers offense. Now, with that news out of the way and with that fun Valentine's Day special, my little tribute to David Bakhtiari, we're going to jump into position group number sixth. The sixth most urgent position group that the Packers need to add players at. And now I have made a list of six position groups that obviously the Packers need to add players at. And I'm going to talk about the current state of that position group, potential issues in that position group, what changes need to be made there, and what changes I think will be made. And I think that you can sort of separate these six position groups into three tiers. I would make the top tier or the tier of position position groups five and six a tier labeled, you know, we don't really need to add players at these positions for this year, but it would be nice for future purposes. Position groups three and four can be in the tier, you know, you probably want to add a piece or two here if you want to be competitive. And then finally, position groups one and two should be in the tier and are in the tier, as far as I'm concerned. If the Packers don't add or re-sign someone at this position group, good night, game over, might as well not watch the season. So that is where I am today. We're going to be starting with position group six in the tier of, you know, we don't technically need to add pieces at this position group for this year and competitive purposes this year, but A, it would be nice if we did, and B, it probably will help for next year. And that position is, speaking of David Bakhtiari, the sixth position on my list, the offensive line. And the Packers' offensive line sort of looks like this, according to their official depth chart. Anyway, the Packers' left tackle is David Bakhtiari, and the right tackle is Yash Nyman, with backup options at those positions, including Zach Tom, Caleb Jones, Rasheed Walker, Luke Tenuta, and if really, really needed, Elton Jenkins. The Packers' left guard is Elton Jenkins, and their right guard is John Runyon Jr., with backup options at those positions, including Zach Tom, Royce Newman, Jake Hansen, and Sean Ryan, when healthy for Hansen and not suspended for Ryan, and perhaps Josh Myers, depending on what happens at the center position. And then speaking of the center position, the current Packers starting center is Josh Myers, with backup options at that position, including Zach Tom, Jake Hansen, when he's healthy, and Elton Jenkins. And so that's sort of a very broad view of the offensive line. Um, let me let me break it into tiers for you just to make it a little bit easier to understand. You have both of your designated tackles, des- designated starting tackles in Bakhtiari and Nyman, with Nyman being able to play both sides, both left and right tackle, but, you know, both of those guys only play tackle. And then you have two main guys backing them up at tackle, and that is Caleb Jones and Rashid Walker, two guys with unlimited potential, but, you know, they were undrafted or seventh-round picks. Caleb Jones was undrafted. Rashid Walker was a seventh-round pick. And so they need time to develop, time to develop skills, but a lot of talent there. So Bakhtiari Nyman, your two starters, and then Jones and Walker are your two designated backup tackles. Your designated guards are realistically only John Runyon Jr., who is a very solid caliber starting guard, and Royce Newman, who is a a solid, well, I shouldn't say that, but a backup caliber option. And then from there, everything else is realistically in flux. You have two extremely versatile guys in Elton and Zach Tom, 
two guys who you might have noticed can play more or less anywhere along the offensive line. They are definitely the Packers, or two of the Packers' best five offensive linemen, and if you have those two players on your team, your goal should be to get them on the field. Then you also have Josh Myers, and this is a guy who is not as good as Elton, he's not as good as Zach Tom, he's not as good as John Runyon, he's not as good as Bakhtiari, he's not as good as Nyman, and he needs to step up his play at center if he wants to keep that job, because he is definitely the weak point on the offensive line at this moment, and so, as a result, I expect him to face competition. I expect him to face competition from Jay Hansen, who hurt his bicep this past season, but he's a backup caliber guard and center. I expect Myers to also face competition from Zach Tom, who, again, he can play more or less anywhere along the offensive line. And unlike Elton Jenkins, who has settled in at left guard, Zach Tom is still searching for his set spot along the offensive line. So if Myers steps up his play, I think he will remain at center. But if he doesn't, I expect the Packers to look at trying him at guard, in which case you'll probably see him replaced with hopefully not Jake Hansen, but maybe Zach Tom or maybe some other guy that the Packers bring in. So that's sort of where the Packers are along the line. From a starting standpoint, you have Bakhtiari at left tackle, Elton at left guard, Myers at center, running at right guard, and Nyman at right tackle. But Zach Tom is still searching for one of those positions. I assume he'll either steal center from Myers or right tackle from Nyman, and then we'll see what happens other than that. But what sort of, what are we looking at in terms of talent level? Because I, I mentioned that as the starting caliber, but the Packers really do have some good tackles in Bakhtiari and Nyman. They have a lot of potential in Jones and Walker. They have two really good guards in Runyon and Elton, where, again, Elton can slide to any position in a pinch. And then they have Zach Tom, who's still searching for, for his position. Um, but potential issues do sort of come up, um, if you think about it carefully enough. And yes, what I mentioned all sounds really good. They seem to have a set offensive line, with that center spot being the weak part. But why, in that case, do they need to add players? Well, that's because, and the reason for them needing to add players, is that the offensive line is a constantly shifting operation. It is a position group that needs a constant infusion of talent, because without that, you become stale, you stop adapting, and it's not like you just need one or two players to be really good. You need five. So that's why the offensive line position is always going to be on my offseason list of a position that the Packers need to add depth at, and it's going to be, you know, fourth, fifth, or sixth on the list, if not right at the top. So that all being said, what changes do the Packers need to, to make? Because they are sort of set you would think with Bakhtiari at left tackle Elton at left guard you know Runyon at right guard and Nyman at right tackle or maybe Tom at right tackle and then someone else at center well the issue is that someone else at center who's that going to be the Packers need to look for center talent Myers he has struggled let's be honest he missed half of his rookie season but he wasn't incredible in those eight games that he played in his rookie year and then this past year he was probably about as bad as his rookie year if not even worse so He's going to need competition at the center spot. And while Tom might be a replacement, unless Meyer steps his game up, I would really prefer if the Packers could bring in some other competition and put Tom elsewhere, like at right tackle. Now, that being said, searching for a center when you want to find a center 
is not always the best solution, and searching for a guard when you need a guard is not always the best solution. So I think the Packers, maybe they can go out and get a center and put him at center, but I think in general they should just look to add offensive line talent, develop that, and that can mean you know drafting a guard, putting him at center, drafting a center and keeping him at center, or drafting a tackle and moving him to guard. They need to continue, the Packers do, fusing together young, upcoming talent on the offensive line with their older veterans like Bakhtiari, like Elton, and soon-to-be Runyon. And luckily, I expect them to do that. I fully expect the Packers to look for offensive line talent. I think you can look at the Packers draft history and you can see a pretty clear trend here in 2022. Goody drafted three offensive linemen. In 2021, he drafted another three. And in 2020, guess what? Another three. So yeah, I think it's a safe bet if you want to put money on it. Probably isn't a line, but it should be a line. I think it's a safe bet that the Packers are going to draft three more offensive linemen in 2023. Now, maybe they draft, you know, uh, two in the fourth round and one in the seventh. I think that absolutely one of the picks will be in the seventh round. But then the other two, maybe you have uh, another one in the sixth and then one really high up in the second or first. And maybe you have two back down towards the, you know, third, fourth or, or fifth rounds. But regardless of where the picks are, I think that the Packers are going to continue to bring in competition for all positions. I think they're going to strive to get their best five offensive linemen on the field. And you know what? They deserve the benefit of the doubt in this area because, my goodness, they've done so well with the drafting and development of the offensive line, aside from Newman and Myers. So that is sort of where I see this offensive line position. Again, it's not like we're in major need. That's why I labeled the tier you don't really need to add anything here for competitiveness this year, but it would be nice. But I, I do think that the offensive line is a position where you should be continuously trying to add talent to that area. And again, I think most of the positions along the line are set. I think they potentially even have an extra guy with both Nyman and Tom. Nyman being so good at right tackle and Tom being so good, as far as I can tell, everywhere. But you do need to sort out that center spot. So that is what I have for you. That is all that I'm going to give you today. I hope you all enjoyed this past week. I will be back, of course, on Sunday. I will try to find a couple of things to talk about. I am, of course, going to be doing position group number five, which is, spoiler alert, nope, just kidding. I'm not going to tell you. You'll learn that on Sunday. I, I hope you can survive the suspense. I'm going to be talking about, of course, the fifth position group on Sunday, and then we'll see what else there is to discuss. Perhaps I find some other topic. Unfortunately, I can't use, I can only use the Valentine's Day cop-out once a year, you know, a position who needs more love. So we'll see what I figure out. But as always, that is pretty much what I have for you. Thank you very much for listening two dedicated Packers, and until next time, Go Pack Go!